Hello, my loves. Welcome to a new conversation about an astrological transit that's been on my mind, honestly, for a while. So today we're going to talk about two layers. One is Chiron moving through Aries, which it has been since 2018, and the Chiron-Jupiter conjunction, which is happening on March 12th. And we're going to talk about how it's impacting you particularly, but also, you know, the collective feeling of this energy, because I really think it's a potent moment. And particularly, I have noticed that Chiron and Aries hasn't gotten like a lot of intention just out of the majority of things happening in the sky. You know, Uranus has gotten lots of attention moving through Taurus. Pluto's shift obviously into Aquarius is getting tons of attention. Saturn shift through Aquarius and now into Pisces has been such a big focus. But I think people are missing a big link. And that link is Chiron being in Aries. Now, Chiron is just a quick synopsis, our soul wound. So when we're tapping into this, karmically, it is a very old energy. When I'm seeing this in the chart, I'm seeing a very deep wound that goes back, you know, many, many lives. It's not something fresh. It's not something um, that like you just gain in this life. It's something very deeply embedded within the soul of not necessarily a rejection of the energy, but a very deep discomfort or fear or um, something we kind of don't nurture within ourselves or we're afraid to nurture within ourselves or something that the world confirms is not solid within us. It's not a, a solid place within us. And so there is this deep soul wound around Chiron, wherever Chiron is moving through, you know, the cosmos, but also wherever your Chiron is in your chart, that soul wound is going to be deeply stirred within you. And my favorite thing about Chiron, and I should just do like a whole masterclass on Chiron and teach you guys all about him. Maybe I'll do that in this, the spring as we move into it, because Chiron's magic is that we truly teach from our wound. We live from our wound in a way that we never want to make anyone feel the way we feel. We never want anyone to experience the wound in the way that we do. And so we kind of overcompensate, but we also lovingly approach life by leading with the wound. And when I say that, I mean, we lead by truly trying to make the world a place where that wound is nourished. So I'll just give you guys an example of my Chiron being in cancer. And that's an area, obviously, a lot of family wounding, a lot of mother wounding. There's also a lot of father wounding. Um, and, you know, family has been a big what's the word? It's like a, a hurdle in this life. And it's been something I've had to continuously work on my relationship to the people in my bloodline, the people that we would deem like family and also building out my soul family and what, what I really want to allow into that, that very cancerian realm for me. So it's a lot of reparenting, a lot of uh, re-nourishing, tapping back into my intuition, trusting those, those beautiful energies. So Chiron is really this area where I 
make sure that people feel nurtured when they're with me. I make sure that they feel nourished, taken care of. Um, I over mother <laughs> accidentally, but I over mother the souls in my lives. Um, I, my life, sorry, guys, I can't speak today, but my life, I make sure that my friends feel very loved, very nourished. Like they know I'm there. They know I'm going to take care of them. They know I'm always going to be that safe place for them to come back to and have those deep conversations with. I have that safe mothering energy and I, I try to be aware of overmothering. So that's something I have to work with as well. But it even comes across, I believe, in my teachings, in my relationships with my students, with you guys. It's just like I want to nourish you as much as I can because that nourishment wasn't given to me, right? And so when you tap into my chart, there's so many areas where you can see that wound is repeated over and over and over again. So, you know, long story short, Chiron is an area where we do attempt to soothe our own wound within the world. And that is also the beauty and it can be sort of a place we get tripped up. Now, going into Chiron and Aries, and maybe I should do like a really long podcast on this energy because we're going to be in it till like 2026, 2027. It is all about the wound of self-identity, the wound of the inner child, the creative force. And really, when we boil this one down to its deepest core, it's power of self. And so I'm sure it won't come to anyone's, there'd be no surprise when I say, look around and see how many people feel powerless, right? Um, since 2018, for sure, but particularly, obviously, in the last three years, there is a sense of powerlessness in every area, okay? I'm not just saying in the areas I particularly fight for, you know, bodily autonomy, freedom of choice, um, living more authentically and with the earth and coming back, you know, I'm very, very focused on purification of food. And, um, you know, that's, that's my, that's my battleground Aries, but everybody has a battleground right now. Everybody has something they're fighting for and everybody has something they feel powerless against, whether it is this movement, that movement, this war, that war, um, there is something that everybody feels a, that they must fight for, they must fight tooth and nail for, and B, that they feel powerless, and that's why they have to fight. Um, and it'll go two different ways with people right now, right? Where you see people that are so ready to fight and so so ready to die on their hill, right? So ready to stand firmly in what they believe in, their sense of self, their sense of whatever it is. And then you see people that just can't muster up the strength to step up for anything because they literally don't have the energy. They don't have the willpower. Okay. These are all Aries energies. They don't have the ambition to fight for what they believe in. Often it's a, a disconnect from what they truly do believe in. And that disconnect boils down to sense of self, knowing oneself. So we can see this on the shadow side and the positive side of fighting for what you truly believe in but ensuring that you know yourself so deeply that what you're fighting for is your truth or the truth, and then fighting for or not fighting for something because that sense of self is removed as well. There's a disconnect from the sense of self. So there's like this dichotomy all over the place here of figuring out 
the the many colors of the a lack of power and the full force of power that has to be exerted because of the lack of power. And if you guys, you know, just look around the internet for five seconds, you know, everyone is ready to attack based on their triggers. Everyone's ready to, you know, pounce and fight based on their triggers. And often that comes from a place of not knowing oneself, not feeling strong in oneself, because if you are strong within your own sense of you, right? If you know your truth, you know, your um, you're staring, standing in your personal morals, your personal values, you are in alignment. There is no need to fight those battles. There is no need to attack someone for triggering you. And I'm not even talking about like someone who intentionally triggers you, but somebody who triggers you with their existence or their beliefs, there's no need for that because you're so firmly standing within your sense of self that nothing can shake you, right? And Aries is, you know, high octave of Aries is not worried about the, 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 the thoughts or beliefs of anyone around them, they're going to blaze their trail no matter what. They're going to go forward and create no matter what. They're going to start things no matter what. That's their job. And so knowing that these reactions that are happening in the world right now are a blend of many different energies. We've got Neptune and Pisces, we've got all, all the things, but it is a part of Chiron being in Aries, it's like backing a, an animal into the back of a cage, right? They're going to attack because of the wound. So the low octave is to attack. The high octave is to feel, or not even high octave, the low octaves split are either to attack or to do nothing in powerlessness. Now the high octave, let's talk about that, is the collective and you personally and me as well, learning or relearning your identity. Now, there's going to be somewhere in your chart, and we're going to tap into this in, in a moment here, but there's going to be somewhere in your chart where you are relearning yourself, your identity, your creative force, your spark, your ambition, your goals, your drive, all these things. There might be an area where you are changing your style, your persona. There's something that is being rebirthed right now. Now we have Jupiter that has, you know, trans started to transverse this energy. Um, you know, in 2022, it began, it popped in, popped back out in a retrograde, popped back in. And now it is moving into this moment where it fuses with Chiron. And so Jupiter, dear Jupiter, Jupiter and Aries is like this energy I tap into as like the trailblazer. It's starting a new journey. It's this optimistic force that comes into a place in your chart. And is like, I'm so excited to go on this new journey around this energy. And then it's like going along. It's super excited. It's going through its path, its journey. And then it hits, it hits a moment where the journey is not everything that you know, you thought it would be, there's a hard moment. There's childhood wounding that comes up. There's, um, the inner child experiences a highlight of that personal soul wound of identity. So when, whenever Jupiter touches something, it expands it, it makes it big. It takes all of it, its abundance and all of its large energy and comes into contact with another energy and just goes, 
okay, whatever you're feeling, Chiron, I'm going to make that so much bigger. Now there's, there's always two, two folds to every energy that the one level of this as Jupiter comes into the wound is like, everything's going to be fine. We're going to figure this out. We've got hope. We've got faith. We've got, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. But the other octave is that the wound just gets so big that it becomes a central focus. So I'm interested to know and drop it in the comments if you guys have been feeling this at all. But and, and I asked this on Instagram and there was a lot of yeses. Have you guys had any experiences with um, inner child wounding coming back up and specifically with memories and dreams? Have you noticed um, any thing from your childhood where you're just like those memories are just coming into your head out of nowhere. Like you're laying on your yoga mat and like memories are playing back from childhood. Um, memories of moments that were so deeply ingrained or core moments that you haven't thought about in a long time, but they're coming back. It might be this, this energy building to that inner child wound getting heightened. And with that, you know, memories flood in and often the memories are flooding in to show you something. So I want you guys to let me know in the comments, if you've had any of that coming up, dreams, thoughts, memories, like you could just be ruminating in it where it's like lately I found they're just these thoughts that just pop in. And I'm like, wow, why am I back here? Why am I at this, this memory, this memory, this memory. So I've had to examine them. So if you have been experiencing anything like that, like this may be part of your process of revealing that, that inner child wounding, right? That sense of self and what part of your sense of self was lost in that moment. That's a great question to, uh, to process at this time. Who were you in those moments, right? What was that inner child within you seeking, exploring, were you scolded, were you punished, were you hurt, were you harmed, what's coming up and what is it showing you about your life currently and your sense of self currently, your fears, your fights, your, um, your ambition, your drive, everything that might be holding you back, <sighs> really tapping into those memories and seeing what is the, the golden thread, right? Like the golden thread, the red thread, whatever it is, what is the thread that is connecting all of these things? I'll give you guys a great example. Um, I often dream about high school. This is just like a, a chronic dream I have where it's, they're not the same dream ever, but I'm in high school, certain friends are always there. And last night I had one. Oh, and to preface when I'm in these high school dreams, um, I'm often back in high school and, uh, I'm trying to graduate again. Okay. I'm trying to graduate again. And I'm like pissed that I'm back in high school. I'm like, what the hell? Like I've already done all this. And like this, it's this whole stressful thing that I'm not going to graduate. It's like a chronic dream that I have. Um, and last night I had this dream again, which it's been a while since I've had the, the high school dream with that specific frequency of not graduating. But last night I had it and I was in high school, I was back at high school and I'm like, I'm this age. And I'm like, why am I back here? And in the dream, I was failing because I wasn't going to class, which was a common thing for me in high school. I graduated with honors in the end, but um, there was a grade nine and 10. I just didn't want to be there. So in the dream, I, I didn't want to be there <laughs> and I wasn't going to class. And I was like, shit, I'm going to fail because I'm not going to class. And then I had a moment that was very lucid within the dream where I was like, you don't need this diploma anyway. 
Like this diploma is useless for everything you want to achieve in your life. So everything I want to achieve in my life and am achieving in my life, I do not need a diploma or a high school education. Yeah, I need English. I need like certain things. There are, there are certain things a hundred percent, but in the dream, it was like, you do not need this diploma to achieve your goals. And so that was a very, very like grounding moment in the dreams, very lucid. I felt it very deeply. And when I woke up, I was like, wow, like that speaks to a lot of what I'm experiencing, my personal fears, my childhood wounding, um, any, any success stuff, you know, achievement stuff that really speaks to that, to do, to do my work here on earth. I don't need any of those external validations, any of those uh, worldly approvals. Like that's what high school really represents for me is like the worldly approval, right? You pass high school, you go to university, you do the whole thing and you're good and you've done the right thing. And going to university for me was really that I, it was expected, right? It was expected of my European family. That's what you do. You go to university, you get a good job, you do all those things. Now, obviously I have completely derailed from that, but the, the dream spoke to that. So childhood wounding is going to be something that is really boiling up right now. Okay. Your creative spark is going to be boiling up right now and paying attention to the areas in which you feel powerless. Like you can't move forward. It could be a sense where you're like, I just feel a lack of momentum. It's like this internal process of figuring out what is holding you back from taking your power back in this life? What is making you feel so powerless that you can't achieve your ambitions, your goals, your desires? Aries is Mars. Mars energy is like, let's freaking do this, right? Let's go, let's blaze forward. And so what is holding you back from that energy? So we're just gonna tap into the house placements today based on your rising sign, okay? The, so as you're listening to these, tap into your rising sign. And also remember to, as per usual, every, every video I tell you guys, I'm gonna say like, check in with your degrees in your chart. If you have anything around 14 degrees, uh, Aries, Libra, Cancer and Capricorn. Sorry, guys, my brain just sometimes can't get there. <laughs> but if you have anything in those cardinal signs, you have to remember that A, you're getting direct impact, okay? And how is that direct impact affecting you? Well, you can tap into a reading with me or any of my other, you know, programs to learn that. I mean, you can join me and it's karmic and study this stuff yourself so that every time you have a transit, you're not um, taken by, by shock at all. You're just like in it with me. That's what we study. And it's karmic is how to do what I'm going to show you guys right now. And it will change your life. I promise. But you're going to look at your rising sign to see what area of your life is being impacted. Okay. So starting with Aries rising, your first house is being impacted. Now these are in whole signs. So if you read in Placidus, totally fine. You're going to tap in and you might find that you know, you have an intercepted house, which means you've got two energies in one house. Like maybe your Aries is like um, partially in your first house and partially in your second house. That's cool. Tap into both. But I'm going to say these in whole signs because that's how I read personally. That's my jam. 
neither are right or wrong. And it also just makes it easier to uh, look at the chart as a whole rather than, you know, this broken up house system where all of a sudden you have like massive houses and small houses just for for this video's sake and for mental clarity's sake, we're going to use whole signs. So Aries rising first house, your first house is being impacted by everything we've just talked about, which means this is all about like everything we just said times two. Okay. Self-identity. Aries is the first house. We've got self-identity stuff. We've got your persona. We've got your perception. We've got your worldview, your armor, your protection of self, your, you might be changing your style. You might be changing the way you show up in the world. You might feel like you're having a little bit of an identity crisis. That's cool. Tap into why are you having this? What is the childhood wounding? Could be physical body stuff. What's going on in your physical body? What's going on in your physical um, experience right now that feels like a major shift for you? So tapping into that first house, you are going to have to figure out the soul wound of you, of who you are, right? An innate, like an innate worldly experience level, how you perceive the world, how how the world is processing through your mind is shifting, is healing, is possibly being highlighted to expand you and help you tap into who you truly are. Okay. So tapping into Taurus rising, you are experiencing this in the 12th house. So in the 12th house, this is how this experience, this conjunction of Jupiter and Chiron in Aries in your 12th house means you've got karmic information flooding in, okay, hidden things being revealed. Um, you might need to dive a little deeper to get into this information. You're going to possibly experience old fears, old baggage, old um, energy you haven't dealt with about yourself. This, the self being uh, maybe a hidden force for you that you are uncovering in this energy. It's also about spirit and spirituality and your connection to whatever you call God. So the so I call it source, the universe, you may call it God, um, any other viewpoint of what that etheric energy is this is a a point that's going to be highlighted for you around any wounding in connection to spirit um, and specifically body to spirit right uh, not getting stuck in base consciousness being able to rise into higher consciousness and your ambitions and your goals and your desire to achieve the 12th house can really help you access your big, big, wild dreams, but you're going to have to uncover where any soul wounding is happening around that energy, okay? So moving on to Gemini risings, this is happening in your 11th house. This means your community, the outside world, friendships. Um, and when I say friendships, it's not even like you know, your best, best friends, those, I would put those more in like the seventh house, but you know, your community soul group that you gather with, and you guys all believe in the same thing. You fight for the same things, especially Aries in the 11th house. You fight for the same, you fight the same battles. Okay. You fight the, the same injustices. And so you're focusing on that soul healing of self and community, how you fit in the community, your goals, ambitions, aspirations, 
in the world and how you have felt powerless around doing whatever that sacred work or um, whatever that, uh, that ingenious leap you want to take to help the world be a better place. Any powerlessness around your sense of self will be exposed here, will be highlighted here. So you really are taking your power back in this community way, in this, um, it might be your, your big goals, your big ambitions come to a head where you're like, I want to create this amazing thing, or I want to progress the collective forward, or I want to uh, help the collective in some way. And this is what's holding me back. This part of myself is where those fears arise or where I haven't been um, confident to step forward or any battles you've been fighting, you know, around the community, you know, any, any sense of protest you have within you to fight for something is going to be highlighted at this time. Okay. So stepping into cancer risings, this is happening in your 10th house. So we've got career, uh, we've got destiny, we've got your personal legacy, your, um, your success being highlighted. So something within the realms of what I would call your sacred work here, uh, how you receive status is going to be highlighted in the wound, your sense of self and how you show up in the world, okay, how you become visible and do your work to achieve whatever your personal legacy here on earth is, is going to be highlighted now. Where have you been holding yourself back? Where have you been afraid to step into your power around that sacred work, that personal legacy? Where have you been, um, it's like lacking that creative spark or fearing your creative spark to blaze forward and take control of your career, your life, your status, your dreams. And what work are you willing to implement and change in order to achieve whatever it is you came here to achieve as an Aries 10th house soul, possibly Aries midheaven, if your midheaven's in the 10th house, th those goals, um, those dreams are getting turned on, activated to expose anything that's been holding you back right now. Okay. Leo rising, you've got your ninth house being activated. That energy of the philosopher could be spirituality, religion, um, dogmatic thinking, rigid belief systems, anywhere you felt powerless to even exert your, your belief systems or where you're needing to heal your belief systems, you know, your wisdom needs to be gained at this time. You need to be expanding your mind. Somehow you may feel like, um, the journey of life feels stagnant right now, or like you're not gaining momentum in being able to move through your personal travels outwardly, inwardly, that journey you're going on, you are being invited to tap into how you are operating and allowing the healing process to exist, you know, in a philosophical way. So you're going to be wanting to expand your mind right now. And if you've been holding your back from holding yourself back from your growth, you have to rediscover yourself and your growth process and how that is part of how you 
expand here on earth. Okay. You have to tap back into maybe it is traveling. Maybe it's exploring. Maybe it's just getting the hell out of the house. Have you been hermiting? Have you been locked inside your space, isolating? Like we've been forced to for the last three years. It's time to examine that isolation and change something. Okay. Heal something within your desire to journey outward. Okay. All right, Virgo risings, you got your eighth house being activated. So a few things that are going to be highlighted is, you know, sexuality could be the wound of sexuality could come up um, where you are needing healing in, within your sexuality, within your hidden, hidden wounds, hidden information. This is like um, everything you haven't wanted to look at, the shadow, the depths, the possible fears, the possible self-abuse, you know, and when I say self-abuse, I, I really am tapping into self-sabotage, um, where you have been fearing your own process of, um, sacred healing within and diving into the underworld. Okay. The underworld of the underbelly of your life, you know, where you like, if, <laughs> good metaphor here for the eighth house. If you were to take all your crap, okay, all the crap that you gather, all the stuff you don't want to look at and stick it under the bed to be unseen, this underbed becomes your black hole of things you don't want to deal with trauma, fear, pain points, abuse, manipulation, all that stuff. You're going to have to allow a gentle light to come on so that you can unearth the information of healing you need. You're going to have to dive into other realms. You're going to have to, maybe it's therapy, maybe it's psychology, maybe it's meditation, past life regression. There's something that needs to happen for you to un, like go into those sacred, deep, deep, dark waters and gather up the wound and pull it out so you can heal it and nourish it and work with it. Okay. That's going to be the deep, deep healing. The eighth house is never a fun place to go. And you've been doing this work for a while. So continue to nurture and, and heal that wound without losing yourself in the abyss. Okay. Libra risings. We've got the seventh house. I'm in it with you in that seventh house energy here. Now, Libra risings, you guys are going to be tapping into your partnerships right now. The wounding in your partnerships, the good, the bad, the ugly in all partnerships. This means like your, your spouses, your soul contracts in business, in anything where you created a intimate bond. Okay. Your best friends, um, what I would call anyone that you say, I love you too. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I'm not talking about family. We'll get more into that in, um, if you're having a fourth house transit, but the seventh house is like those people you choose to say, I love you too. Those people you've let into your life in like a, um, soul contract kind of way, physical contract kind of way. Um, so it's not just the, I love you people. It's also business partners. Um, they even say the seventh house can have our enemies in it. Right. So, um, anyone we rival with, you're going to have your, energy of meeting the other. Okay. Anybody you meet out in the world right now is going to provoke this wound. It'll be highlighted within the energy of the, I love you relationships, right? Best friends, um, business partners, not necessarily. I love you, but like 
there there's a love in the sense of usually with business partners of like co-bonding um and your spouses so you're gonna have to allow that wound to arise within here your sense of self in partnerships will be exposed have you lost yourself in partnerships takes me back to last year working through everything i went through last year there was a point where the question that came for me was when did i become a we right and that could be something that arises at this time, you standing solid and independent within partnerships and not losing yourself in them. That could be a big wound that is exposed for the Libra rising soul right now, okay? So Scorpio risings, you've got this moving through your sixth house, which means your daily routines, your body, your health, your... Um, service and mastery and in sacred work is being exposed right now. So any areas where you have not, not felt like you could move forward in your reconstitution of your day to day. Okay. If you're reforming habits, you're trying to create a new way of a new way of like um, doing your lifestyle. That's what I'm trying to get here. <laughs> if you're trying to restyle your lifestyle, this is the moment where you're like, okay, I've been out of alignment with these habits. These habits haven't supported me. These habits have been completely disconnected for me. And I'll say in Placidus, um, Aries is in my sixth house. And this has been coming up for me a lot. My lifestyle being incongruent with my desires. Okay. So you're going to have to check in with your lifestyle, your habits, your health, your body, what is serving you? What is not, where is the wound of identity here? And where are you rediscovering who you are in this area? There's going to have to be some whole he soul healing. Um, you're going to have to rediscover the wholeness of you and really look at that, that wound of like discipline. Like, are you disciplined? Are you showing up every day? And if you're not, it's okay, honor it, but it's part of the wound, okay? Sagittarius rising. Sorry, guys, if you can hear the very loud snowplow that just went by. Okay, Sagittarius rising's fifth house. We have got your creative expression, your sense of play, of pleasure, romance, um, all the pleasures of life, like bottled up here to say and challenge it's like a double whammy too because it's also your sense of self so your sense of self in the aries chiron jupiter conjunction is being challenged who are you you know who are you becoming what is important to you and all that good information what are your dreams your what's what's going to drive you forward in the house of what are you creating right are you enjoying life? Are you enjoying the creative process of being here on earth? And if not, you're going to have to look at that wound of like, have you stopped enjoying? Have you stopped yourself from um, being creative, from be expressing, from becoming something great? And if you have time to look at it, right? Time to tap into why, why you're your identity, your sense of self has um, allowed you to stop enjoying life, stop enjoying the pleasures of being here on earth. Possible romances get challenged here, uh, but diving into that creative force, what are you creating and have you stopped? 
right? Have you stopped? This could even come up for childhood, children, um, maybe some challenges there, maybe some wounding, maybe some deep inner child wounding comes up here where you just got to tap back into those like this is the child wound times two, right? We've got the Aries inner child wound and the soul, um, soul Leo inner child wound together. So you're going to have to tap in to your inner child and what they need, what they needed, what they didn't get and how you're going to reheal that now. Okay. So we have Capricorn rising, which means your fourth house is being activated. Family, big family conversations, your home, your, you know, are you happy in your home? Are you happy where you're living? Are you happy with your home situation? We're not always 100% happy with that stuff, but how can we um, heal that wound? What's being exposed for you around home and family and nurturing and nourishment and even your intuition and subconscious? So the fourth house could bring up a lot of those past memories. It could bring up a lot of... Um, information from your subconscious that you're just like, wow, haven't thought about that in years or like, oh my God, completely repressed that one. Um, or, you know, you just have some family shit come up right now where you've got to work through those family um, dynamics and any wounding of who you are in relationship to family. Fourth house, you know, Aries energy in the fourth house is always home is a battleground. So this is that that healing of the battleground right now okay aquarius rising we're almost through them all aquarius rising third house you are working the mind okay your perception of life your processing your information you have got the energy of chiron and jupiter within your mental realms right now you may feel like you are not learning enough. This could feel like imposter syndrome. It could feel like, I don't know who I am in the, in, in my learning processes here. I don't, I don't know who I am mentally, right? You're figuring out, you're like reworking your brain here. You're reworking your mental facilities, how you process information. Um, it also could bring up some sibling rivalry, could bring up some energy of the way you look at the world, so first, let's remember, if the wound is in here, you know, Chiron's moving through that house, the way you look at the world right now it might feel a little jaded. Like you've got to heal the way you're, you're seeing the world, the way you're processing the world, bring a little love back into that. God, I can feel this like healing that jaded view of the world. And it's doing a good job <laughs> polarizing the view. So maybe you're deeply healing your view of the world right now and that becomes very highlighted and as an Aquarius rising you know community is your focus people are your focus and so you are seeing the wound of the world the perception your perception your mind your mental processing of the world and how it is and you're you're doing the soul healing you need to do in order to accept I don't know love yourself and so in turn love the world Okay, Pisces rising, our last rising sign through this little section here. It's going through your second house. So money, values, material gain, 
And what that all boils down to, it's also food, okay? Food, nourishment. And the base of that energy of the second house is your physical security. So the battles you're gonna have to fight for your physical security, your drive to have physical security, your drive and ambition and goals and desire to provide yourself with physical security. Also pleasure. Pleasure comes, if you're safe, you can have pleasure, right? If you have enough money, a nice house, blah, 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 like not even a nice house, but a safe house, a warm house, food in the fridge, all those things, then you can have pleasure. Then you can have nice things. Then you can have, you know, you can spoil yourself, all these things. That's the focus right now is the wound of your physical security being exposed so that you can reconstitute, rebuild, um, heal the wound and step up in a way that you need to in order to shift this, okay? You're going to have to shift this energy and heal that physical security right now, that safety. Provide yourself with safety. If you're not feeling, you know, 100% safe in that like root chakra energy right now, um, in the heart energy too, Taurus is the heart, but like really tapping into, am I safe here on earth? Like, bringing in these mantras of like, I am safe, looking around and providing um, yourself with gratitude for what you do have, and then building out stability as you gain momentum here to create more physical security. Okay, so Pisces rising, you, you might feel that money is challenging right now. You might feel that um, you are working towards a, a new home, a new uh, place where you can feel safe. And that's been a challenge for you since maybe 2018, maybe it's been highlighted now. Uh, but you're tapping into that safety and security now. Okay, so that's all of the signs we're going to look at. So tap into your rising sign. If you guys feel super called and it resonates, it may, it may not, you are going to tap also into your moon. So um, basically tap into like, what's going on in your your energy of your moon sign right now the leo energy uh that that might feel true probably not i'm even gonna just say skip that just skip it it came into my brain came out of my brain <laughs> uh, i was like just tap into your rising sign right now it's really the big activation is what house is this happening in right what house is this being activated by and you're going to just be feeling this energy of shifting healing processing there is one more layer i'm going to add on to this before i let you guys go because this totally turned into something longer than anticipated but i hope you're receiving very very deeply from it and i hope you guys put in the comments below what house is being impacted for you and does it resonate right you don't have to tell me the whole story if you don't want to though i love hearing what's coming up for you guys but at least tell me what house is being impacted. And if you are feeling that resonance as we're moving closer to this conjunction. So the, the added bonus of this, this conjunction is we have another conjunction happening that day of Venus and Eris in Aries. Now, Venus, the divine feminine, our heart, our love, our partnerships, our values in conjunction with Eris. Eris is the goddess of discord, chaos, fury, divine feminine rage in Aries. So she is going to be in Aries for the rest of our lives. She takes like something like 200 and some odd years to move through a, a sign. So we will all always have all of our Aries, uh, Aries in Aries, every one of us listening. 
uh, all your parents, all your grandparents will always have Eris and Aries. And Eris is like, um, like a, a feminine octave of Pluto on crack. She is rage. She's chaos. She's fury. And in Aries, this is a chaos within the energy of Aries. And it has been for a long time. So all of us will have this impacted at some point. Um, Jupiter will go over your Eris in the next few months, if it hasn't already, um, Venus is going to, you know, go through that energy. Everyone will get their Eris impacted through these transits. And so knowing that in the sky collectively right now, we have Venus conjunct Eris in Aries. What I'm feeling into for this is, um, more highlights on divine feminine rage from every side where we are fighting for, you know, our womanhood, standing strong in our womanhood. Um, this could come from so many different lenses, uh, but it really is going to be this female fury, divine feminine fury of rage that just needs to be expressed. Now, everyone's going to have their fight as a woman. Everyone's going to have their version of what they stand in. And what divine femininity means to them, right? My divine feminine fury and rage is going to be different than yours. So knowing that you're going to see the different levels of maybe it's, you know, abortions, maybe it's trans rights over here. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Um, maybe it's, you know, that we're one of my fights is coming back into our cycles, our bodies, our femininity, slowing the fuck down, letting our bodies work the way they're meant to as women coming back into our freaking cycles like that's that's the the hill I'm fighting on and standing on and probably dying on so you're going to have your fight your divine feminine rage that's going to come up here okay so not only do we have that soul wound being activated that we just went through we've also got divine feminine rage so don't be too surprised if the world gets even more activated by this and like um you know, there was a lot of activation and rage happening on Women's Day on March 8th. And I don't think that was in any way um, surprising, knowing that Venus was getting closer and closer and closer to Aries or Aries, sorry, Aries in Aries. Uh, so this will be highlighted a bit during this. So we've got that soul wound of like, who am I? Who the fuck am I? And blend it with divine feminine rage of like, I need to stand in my feminine truth and fight for something. Okay. So Aries is fighting. Eris is fighting. Venus is kind of fighting right now. And then the wound, then the soul wound. So we've got a lot going on with this one, which is why I really wanted to talk about it because I feel like, I feel like it's super important that we just be aware of the activations in our lives. And I'm going to, I'm going to do a lot of workshops moving forward this year on these types of things. So if you loved this episode and you have never done a workshop with me, we go way deeper than we just did. You're going to find pieces of yourself that you never thought possible. So join me in one of those 
you know, workshops or masterclasses. And I'll invite you right now to the Saturn masterclass. So Saturn has just shifted into Pisces. This is going to be impactful for literally everyone. Everyone feels the Saturn shifts in their chart through a particular house. Okay. So we have to tap into what is this bringing to your life for the next three years, which is why I created the masterclass. It's going to be so good. Um, it's going to be live, but you will also get the recorded version lifetime access. So if you can't come live, you will have that. You're going to get a workbook you can use for the next three years to see how you progress through this transit and understand what, what part of your life is being restructured. So we're going to tap into what just happened in Saturn in Aquarius and that impact through you. And then we're going to tap into what to expect collectively from the Pisces Saturn transit and your personal experience through this, the themes, this isn't prediction. This is tapping into the themes that will be exposed. And, you know, I've been studying astrology long enough and done enough readings and, you know, enough work to know that you can't make this shit up. It absolutely impacts your life no matter what. So if you want to dive into that workshop, I will put it in the show notes below so you can access it. It is on early bird special until Monday, the 13th. So right after this conjunction. So grab it quick before the price goes up and come and join me. We're going to go like what we just did here. This was nothing. We are going to go so deep that you're going to leave that being like, holy shit, I am ready for this transit. If not excited for it, I hope to God I can get you excited for it and just falling madly in love with your chart. So I hope you guys love this episode. If you did, it means the freaking world to me. <laughs> guys, if you could comment, like, subscribe, it just like lights me up when I get to read your comments. So if you feel called, drop a comment, tell me what house this is landing in for you. If any of this is resonating, are you feeling the Venus Eris conjunction What's coming up for you? I want to know. Let me know. If you're listening to this on the podcast, shoot me a message. I, I love hearing your messages, guys, because it's just so much confirmation that like we're on the right path here. Okay, we're on the right path. So I'm sending you guys so much love today, and I can't wait to connect in with you again. And if you have any topics you want to hear, please drop them in the comments or the the um, send me a DM. I want to know what you guys want to learn about. And, you know, it helps me dive deeper into things I may not have already gone into. So let me know, sending you so much love. Bye guys.